0: I think the idea of a successful prosthesis is very much a moving target. So some patients are very satisfied with a purely cosmetic device, something that doesn't move, that just looks like a limb, whereas other patients are very excited uh, by the idea of operating a advanced multi-articulating robotic prosthetic system that's controlled through their nervous system. I think where we're at is we're starting to now push the front end of that to allow individuals more intuitive control, more advanced and dexterous systems that can be controlled in a way that's linked to the human's natural sensory motor mechanisms that they would use to control their missing limb.
1: A lot of the research that my lab has done has been with able-bodied subjects. So how do we learn new movements, how we integrate information, how we learn from errors and things like that. And of course when you were missing a limb, you know, you want to be able to use, you know, these these things, these aspects of the motor system that we know. We want to leverage that in order to basically uh, use prosthetics more effectively.
0: This robotic arm is a tool that's really helpful for us because what we can do is it uh, closely mimics what an upper limb prosthesis uh, is capable of doing. But we can control this using uh, things like an Xbox controller. Peyton has a different set of sensors on his arms where it measures the muscle activity underneath. So we can actually measure muscle activity and map Peyton's intentions to the, the robotic arm itself. Artificial intelligence has really bloomed in the last, call it 10 years. We've started to see it really permeate into all sorts of research applications. And what we use it for is to actually predict what individuals are attempting to do with their missing hands. So with our individuals with amputation, we're measuring the activity of the muscles underneath their skin. Uh, that have been surgically rewired using targeted muscle re And when they think about doing different things with their missing hands, we see those muscles activate. And we can use a system like this to recognize patterns in those activations and predict what they're trying to do with their missing hand. John mentioned that
1: the EMG activity is on the surface, the ultrasound can go deeper than that. So they can actually look at deeper muscle compartments. So we can actually get a lot more information um, for deep muscles and actually decode those muscle contractions for these different motions that the patient's trying to enact.
0: It's cool, <laughs> it's, it's robots, it's, it's people, it's the nervous system. I, I think it's just a really cool application of a whole bunch of disciplines that are coming together to uh, solve some problems that are uh, you know very prominent and very relevant to those that are using these devices. If we do a good job of working with all of the experts across disciplines, we can start to address some very fundamental and exciting challenges.